3: What's trending.
2: All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending,
4: trending. Number one on what's trending. Spring training continues today for the Kansas City Royals. Split squad games will take on the Padres and the Rockies over on 1660. Daniel Lynch, Michael Walker getting the starts today. We'll be joined by Royals starting pitcher Brady Singer here in about 10, 15 minutes or so. Get his perspective on how spring's going uh, and adjustments for him and I would imagine a much different off season as he and his uh, wife welcome their first child to the family as well. So we were just, we were just talking about uh, dating and kids and things like that on the text line in the last segment or so. We'll ask Brady maybe about that. Someone else did say real quick on the text line that I uh, kids is the biggest question right now on dates. And they said, they're my age. Makes sense. We'll get back to that later. Maybe
2: I uh, am looking up. Cause you know, like you're getting ready to interview someone. You're like, all right, what's new with Brady? What do we want to talk about? We had seen right. That he had just had the kid born in September. Guess what day? September 1st, Kansas will launch sports betting. That's a- my birthday. <laughs> That's what that is. Uh, oh,
4: goodness. We
2: can't make that reference to him. He wouldn't no. know what we're talking about. He would about.
4: not. He would not. But our, our listeners know. Our, our, listeners, is, our listeners do know that.
2: Me and Brady's kid, man. We're tight. Tight. Those September 1st birthdays, you know? Mm-hmm. Next up on Watch Training, Bears GM Ryan Poles, speaking at the Combine today, was asked about his quarterback position and said that if they do move Justin Fields. That they would like to do it before free agency opens. That being because they don't want to be unfair to him in general. Look, I think they're going to get plenty of offers. He's admitted that teams have called about it. Um, that's not surprising to me. But also, it's like, you got to just take Caleb Williams. He said he's not afraid that Caleb Williams wouldn't want to play for him. I just think if you get two cracks at franchise quarterback and you're not sure about the guy you got, what are you doing? Just just, just take Caleb Williams and trade Justin Fields.
4: I mean, in similar fashion, though, there was also today at the Combine talk from George Patton, uh, the, the GM with the Broncos about Russell Wilson. So it's not, you know, you're talking about Fields over there, but Russell, he was asked about Russell Wilson's trade market. He said he hasn't been contacted by any teams. What? Oh, I know. That's weird. Stunning that no team wants to trade for Russell Wilson. No, they're not because they know you're going to cut his ass here in the next week or two. And then they can sign him on a very cheap deal if they're even interested. We know Russ is planning on winning two Super Bowls in five years. We we, we heard that last yesterday, I guess, on the athlete. I am athlete podcast.
2: But uh, yeah,
4: obviously nobody's calling you.
2: Who we'll the a trade for Russell Wilson. Everybody knows you're cutting him. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody knows you're cutting him. It just doesn't make any sense. Next up on Watch Trading, Brett Veach suggested about an hour ago when he spoke to the media at the Combine that he's likely to use the franchise tag in an attempt to keep LeJaria Sneed and Chris Jones on the Chiefs roster next year. Now, you and I both know that that's likely Sneed, as we had previously discussed. Still good to know that he's got that option in his ticket. He's got till the 5th of March next week in order to secure that franchise tag. You and I both think that they'll give it to Sneed. And lastly, on
4: what's trending, yeah, I'm throwing this in what's trending as well because I saw it come up as we were walking out of the studio during the break. Uh, According to Variety, Netflix expected to raise prices on its subscription plans this year. I feel like they're doing this every six months, three months, at least once a year. It's insane. This keeps on going up. You know, I'm on the Netflix with ads plan now, I think. Oh, you've officially... Well, because I got it through my cell phone service. Oh,
0: the ads would be...
4: Yeah, so I'm watching, Cody, watching some of those documentaries on Netflix, you know, and all of a sudden, it'll it'll, it'll pause for a little bit. They just
2: upped it in November of last year, and you're already (laughs) hitting me with another rate hike? And I think Netflix is the next one I'm dropping. I'm just going to say it. I, out, I think I'm dropping it. Mm. I'll figure out some other then shows you'll, to watch. Then I don't you, watch that much Then, Cody, Netflix.
4: you'll resubscribe the summer when the next version of Quarterbacks or whatever <laughs> comes out.
2: Right, I'll just do them in, like, swells, where you have, like, three at a time, and then you watch whatever shows you want to watch on them at that time, and then you get three more at a time, you know? I'll just rotate them if that's what I got to do. I'm paying another rate hike.
4: Anyway. I don't know. I don't know. It's getting crazy. And they won't
2: even let you share anymore. I can't even just, like, I, I got to pay to share it with somebody. I can't yeah. even, like, take the dent out that way.
4: That's what's trending. On Cody and Gold. First yesterday we're talking about Wendy's considering testing surge prices for menu items where the burgers a dollar more in lunchtime basically. And now we today are talking more about uh, prices going up for Netflix. Awesome.
2: Awesome stuff, you know? It's great. I for one like paying it. I don't know about you. <laughs> I know you do. Forget I like supporting the economy. <laughs> So pretty
4: soon you're you going to have pretty soon. What's going to happen. We're going to be watching Netflix at the end of the movie. It's going to offer you to tip 20%. That's what's next. We're going to have a oh, tip option. You're going to be done watching the end of season. Love is blind. Would you like to tip the actors an extra 30% of your subscription price? That's next.
2: Very quickly. I mean, that's a, you're describing Twitch. I know, I know. But for like
1: movies. For movies. <laughs>
0: yeah. Very, very quickly. My wife and I, we've been watching match game from like the seventies. Uh, over the last couple oh, of nice. days. And Oh, I did see you
2: tweeting about <laughs> the the match game at like eleven o'clock last night yeah, or something.
0: The they're so they're winning uh like five thousand dollars or something like that if they <laughs> yeah. get the if they match correctly after the game is done. Anyways, I looked up, I was like, let me just see what the average car was, the average house was in the seventies. And it just makes you want to just throw up because oh well yeah I mean, I, it, you win five grand and you could legitimately in nineteen seventy three purchase a brand new car.
4: Yeah, I mean in fairness that was almost sixty years. I or know,
0: so. but 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 t- but it, just watching
2: it and knowing now what things cost is just insane. By the way, the best version of I'm going to back up true. The best version of the match game. Great show choice, Drew. Wait, were you watching the one where Richard Dawson is the host oh, or yeah. the guy Gene? Oh, oh, Gene. Gene's the host and Richard's on the panel. <laughs> okay, as well Gene's? as Brett Summers and yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Charles, right? In yeah, that Charles? one. Okay, I gotta. Re- do you bet, think you dude, beat Betty pun- White? I watched a, a lot, lot of match game. Which
4: one do you point. think would be better? If, if so, if we did a match game. We we each had you have her spouse come in. And and myself basically was running it and like a had, dating game.
0: Yeah, but well, newlywed game more or match game more. We had to match our wives. Is what you're trying to go for? Is that where? That's a yeah. newlywed game, yeah. but okay. But what
1: if
4: we did that? Well, Drew's wife comes in, your wife comes in, and we have questions I've and have Been wife
0: for twenty years, man. I don't
4: That's think where I, can I lose that game. That's like, what I'm saying. Drew. Are I you in answers. trouble? I don't are you think in I can trouble? But, but, but Drew, you guys know each other since I, college, right? Yeah,
0: I feel like we've known each other for about seven or eight years now. Mm. I think I would. I think we do well, but I think Cody would have a leg up. You would absolutely be the veteran. Twenty years.
2: Also more forgetful, more things to forget. Mm. If you think about it from this way, I got more material to dig through for some of the answers. True. Drew's only got to dig like through if I seven asked you, years of the material. I got to dig through 20.
4: If I asked you a specific question, would either of you know the answer? If I said, uh, what was your your spouse's first car they ever owned?
0: Oh, yeah, that would yeah, be easy for that me. That was a
2: Honda Accord is the
0: answer. Uh, it'd be a Ford Focus, the okay. one that she currently owns.
2: 1999 Honda Accord. Okay. Green. Yeah,
4: maybe we'll do that this summer. That seems like well, a good late spring, summer thing. We'll have both of your spouses come in.
2: We'll figure out which one of us loves our wife more. That's really what the <laughs> trophy's for. Whoever
4: wins. Which one listens more, too, maybe?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't
0: ask Bree that question, because I'm. I, you surely are going to be the winner of who's, who listens more, because she just complains about that all the time, even though I'm very good at that.
2: Yeah. I'm a mediocre listener. I'm just going to be honest, <laughs> up front. I could try to claim I'm the world's best. Uh huh. I'm Okay. I listen to everything that she says, but I don't necessarily hear
0: everything that she says. that could be a problem.
2: Yes. Earlier in the show, we discussed running backs and what it means for the Chiefs. So before we hear from Brady Singer, I want to quickly touch on that again because I think before we even discuss the names, it is really important that the Chiefs get a veteran running back. I love Pacheco. I think you can do something with either generic Prince or another late drafted, low round draft pick running back or whatever. But I think because the position of this team and the veteran status of this team. And the fact that Pacheco is a hard running running back who has now been injured in both of the season in which he has played. Not seriously, not so much. It kept him off the field, but enough that you have to worry about it at running back. A veteran running back is important. And there has never been a better year to go shopping in the graveyard of formerly great running backs. The running backs. Some are available. Some are likely to be available. Jacobs. Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, Austin Eckler, Zach Moss, Devin Singletary. When we factor in price, I still think you should do Eckler. I can entertain Singletary. I heard Drew mention him earlier. I could see why that's a logical fit. But I like I want the guy who is Jarek McKinnon, but when healthy, even better. Right? Like he's a receiving back. He now look, he looked like age got him a little bit, but I still think that that's the guy.
4: I really do. So I think it's important that they obviously have another option at running back, just based on what we see in the NFL with running back injuries. Heck, Pacheco was a little banged up at times. My my challenge here is Pacheco was a seventh round pick, so you're playing him, you're paying him virtually nothing this upcoming season, and maybe that's your argument to be willing to pay your backup a little bit more. But in general, the Austin Eckler signing, while he would be a good fit. If you believe the projections, it's two years would come out to around 13 or $14 million. I'm really not sold on spending that kind of money at a running back spot for a backup. And I know most teams do split carries. Very rarely, unless you had a, a, a Derrick Henry type, do you have one back that just gets every single carry uh, throughout the season. We we saw Clyde, I think, had about 200-something and something yards on the ground this year, 100-something and something receiving. McKinnon, of course, factored in at times. So they need to have running backs. I think Prince is somebody that can be a, a training camp guy and see if he wins the third spot this year or something like that. Uh, my my struggle is with some of the names, just what it would cost. Would I love Saquon Barkley in a Chiefs uniform? Yeah. But I think somebody else
2: will pay him a much bigger deal than what I want. I'm running backs are going to get paid because of just look at how many names we mentioned
4: but I, I honestly I don't want to be paying more than like three and a half three million dollars for for my backup running back I, I don't want to be paying six seven eight nine ten million dollars for a guy that's gonna get 30 to 40 percent of the touches at running back because that's probably what we're talking about right 30 yes. 40 percent because Pacheco is still the dude for them in the backfield and he deserves that the, the two names that are intriguing to me one is a uh, complete low risk high reward uh I would consider bringing in for for camp Um, And if he's able to stay healthy, could end up being a huge piece for why this team actually gets to a Super Bowl. I'm talking about J.K. Dobbins, who his rookie season had 1,000 yards from scrimmage, nine touchdowns. Unfortunately, since then, has barely played. Tore an ACL, just tore an Achilles in September of this past season. That deal is going to be like $2 million for J.K. Dobbins a year, if that so that's why I'm more willing to risk the injury there. You're out $2 million. Bring in Dobbins. He can be a pass-catching option. I, I think he could be your McKinnon fix when McKinnon's no longer part of the organization to back up Pacheco. So I like Dobbins. If you're wanting more of a, a, a known commodity that can stay healthy but was much better as a, a spell back, Tony Pollard. Uh, those are he the two names. a bad names. year in Dallas, I know. but he was good
2: a year but ago. But he was asked
4: to be the starter. You're not asking for that here. We no. have Tony Pollard on the show um, in, in Vegas on Radio Row. I think it's clear he's not going to be back in Dallas. So those are the two names that intrigue me because I also don't think the financial costs would be crazy.
2: This kind of goes into the, the reason why I think I'd be willing to risk more at running back this year, especially because I think pretty much every running back is on a one year deal. Let's be honest. Some of them get two year deals, but they're all on one year deals. That's just a fact about running backs at that age is the thing we talked about right after the Super Bowl, which is the all in Version of the Chiefs. I want to exist this year in order to go for the three-peat. So if Derrick Henry gets $8 million from me this year, and all of a sudden the running back duo is (laughs) Isaiah Pacheco one, and then oopsie, spelling him with Derrick Henry behind, that works for me. I don't think Derrick Henry is likely to be the player. I'd be interested in it, but I don't think that he's likely I mean, to be the player. All
4: the names you brought up, Cody, it's not that I'm not interested. It's just, you know, we have to factor Interest in. Interest per cost. Like, would I be interested in Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, or Saquon Barkley, or Eckler being in a chief uniform? Of course. Uh, am I interested in a two-year deal where they're all each getting at least $7 million per with, you know, eight of it guaranteed or something like that? No, not really. Not Not, in, not really how I would view the – out of all positions, we talk about running back value – you could also draft one in the late round. You could also sign another undrafted running back. I they need to have another back or two behind Pacheco for sure. But I, I don't know if I like Barkley's a starting running back. Barkley's the guy I bring in. If you told me that Pacheco was missing the first three months of the season, well then I'd have a different answer. I'd say, yeah, go go get the, the the guy that right away can be the lead back. They don't they're not in that spot,
2: fortunately. Devin Singletary's market value is estimated at five million per year. Okay. Multi-year deal they expect, but five million yeah. per year. And again, I'm not bothered by a multi-year deal for a young-ish running back, because again, I just want him hovering around being the safety net. I don't need him to be the every down. The problem is, is that you can't keep. I see people in the text line earlier and be like, "I nah, just do Jarek McKinnon and Clyde again." I'm like, no, nah, I'm. I good don't think there, they're right? running that back, I, and they shouldn't. That time, you know, like we're talking about these running backs where maybe their time is up. Those two guys' time is up. Jarek McKinnon is older than you think. And Clyde has never been as productive as literally any of these other backs that we have just mentioned.
4: Yeah, Clyde will be other than like,
2: J.K. Dobbins.
4: Clyde will be somewhere else and hopefully has success there. I, th- I think. Um, you know, New Apparently,
2: England, with the Bengals. Yeah, New England. Drew. Yeah, Drew squad awesome
4: or New England or somewhere like that. Jerick McKinnon, maybe you know. Jerick McKinnon didn't even sign with the Chiefs till what June or July. So I mean, McKinnon may not sign with anybody till late in the season,
2: off season. with anyway. the Chiefs in November.
0: The only way that I think the, the Chiefs do get a guy like Eckler or Pollard or uh, Derrick Henry is that if, it, if we get into July and we're getting into training camp and they still haven't signed with anybody, if one of them, if yeah. Derrick Henry's like, you know what, I think I'm a starter, but but fine. I want to win and I'm going to go to the Chiefs. Or, or Eckler's like, you know what, it's, it's okay. I think that the, the, the guys that you mentioned, even DeAndre Swift, some people are, are mentioning him. I think all of those guys want to be a starter and they would be turned off, even though it's the Chiefs by the idea of being a backup unless it was August and they still hadn't had any interest or they just didn't feel the fit was right. Whatever the case may be
2: being the first back off the, off the boat shouldn't bother you. In my opinion, 95% of the running back situations in the league are shared. It's just like mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey. And it was Derek year, Henry, Josh, a little bit Derek Henry yeah. for a while, not as not much as... this year. And then Josh Jacobs for a while this year. And then eventually it was Zemir white took a bunch from him. So you know who knows? It's never it's never very many running backs. That's for sure.
4: We'll get back to some football coming up in 15 minutes or so, and the impressive wins in the postseason for Patrick Mahomes. The conversation you and I had off air will bring on air coming up in 15 minutes. But let's go out to surprise Arizona. Royal spring training well underway. We had the general manager of the Royals, JJ Piccolo, join us earlier, and now we're joined by one of the Royals' starting pitchers, Brady Singer, here on Cody and Gold. Brady, it's always good to have you on the show. We got to start with the uniforms, though. Obviously, uh, the see-through pants have been a huge topic. So what's the reaction like in the clubhouse when it comes to this uniform mess?
1: First of all, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. But yeah, the uh, the uniforms, I have seen a few see-through um, photos on the on the web. So I don't know how to you know, fix that, but they are a little bit see-through. But the um, we're lucky enough we have some – I think the back of our jerseys look good. I think that's a big thing that people talk about. It's the smaller lettering um, on the back of the jerseys. Um, but ours are big. Ours look good, and you know I like ours. And um, the jerseys are a little bit different material. They're light. Um, I think it's just a different you know uniform than we're than we're used to. But um, hopefully we get the see-through pants fixed a little bit, uh, so nothing goes on with that. But um, <laughs> as far as uniforms, they're a little different. I think it takes a little bit of, you know getting used to. But um, you know I think ours look good from the back.
2: You got to take some extra precautions, Brady, just to make sure that you don't end up <laughs> as one of those photos on the internet.
1: Maybe throw some sweatpants underneath my pants.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the the big num the big letters is that's a funny thing. I had just read an article this morning that the Royals lobbied hard for the big letters. Is that like do did they ask the players about that or just like as an organization they're like now nah, this looks good we're fighting for big letters.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I think we I think we just fought for the big letters and ours look good. You know, I, I'm I'm happy that we have the uh, we have the big letters. I've seen some of the smaller letters. It's definitely hard to hard to read at times and you know you can't see them as well but um you know the the letters on ours look good and that's what i like
4: we got brady singer joining us here on 610 sports radio this was a much different off season i would imagine for you right congratulations you have a, have a newborn child there at home as well how, how different was this off
1: season yeah definitely it was definitely the quickest off season i've ever had it went by really quick you know you'd wake up in the morning um and i'd go train early in the morning My wife would wife would take over on baby duty and, you know, I'd go do what I needed to do and get everything done and I'd come back and I was full dad duty and then he'd go to bed and do it all over again. So I felt like I kinda of did the same thing um over and over. We took a you know a few small vacations, you know, that we could um during the time. But no, it was awesome. You know, it's like a it's like putting together a puzzle, as I say. It's trying to figure out what he needs each and every day, but he's he's been a blast and it's obviously a huge blessing to to have a little boy and, you know, he's, he's made our lives whole and, you know, he's been so much fun. So he's, uh, he's now sleeping through the night. Ever since we got to Arizona, I don't know what happened there, but (laughs) just needed a break. Yeah, right on time. I mean, he, it was the first day we got here, he went to his room and and slept through the night. And that's, uh, that's probably the biggest step that you got to get over. But, um, you know, you learn to learn to, obviously it's not all about you anymore. And, you, you know, you learn how to take care of, you know, someone else, um, during the time, but he's been a blast. And, you know, we have had you know, so much fun doing it.
2: My co-host isn't a parent, but Brady, I, I know for a fact, this is what I like about this. I know for a fact there had to be some moment, and it was probably like one in the afternoon, and you were like falling asleep, sitting in a chair, a co- like doing nothing for a second because of the lack of sleep. Did you get those true parenting moments?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel, like, I feel like if you could get like five seconds to just close your eyes and just give yourself a little bit of a break, it was, it was huge. the The middle of the night stuff was was tough when you start dozing off, and then, you know, you, you shake your head, and you know, you got to stay and You know, it, it, it was tough, but you no, know, it's been, like I said, it's it's been fun and a huge huge learning moment for me, and you know, I enjoyed it.
2: Are you at the crawling phase?
1: No, I we actually were trying to get him to crawl a little bit yesterday. He's in a he's in an inchworm phase. That's what I've learned is, ah. is the term for it. So we <laughs> had him on the day, and he was he was inchworming you know, a little bit. So it was, it was cool. We got a little swing set out back. So he's swinging out here in in Arizona. We got a, you know, a cool backyard here. So he's been enjoying, enjoying Arizona. And then obviously he's going to get a little bit shocked when he gets to Kansas city and it's (laughs) snowing 20 degrees. So,
4: we're talking to Brady Singer here on Cody and Gold. Now, with you and this team right now, I mean, this is not your first rodeo, but do you get a sense that there's a little bit different level of confidence maybe or at least energy around the team here in the early portion of spring training with the off season that you guys had?
1: Yeah, we had, a, obviously, a heck of an offseason. Yeah, I've talked about the the talent, you know, that we've, that we've brought in um, with these guys. Obviously, really successful big leaguers throughout the years, but, I mean, they're just so much fun to be around, such good guys um, to watch and, and, and learn from. And, you know, obviously some older guys that we, you know, have some family. So I get to, I think we had a, we had a chat about strollers the other day, um, in the locker room. So strollers <laughs> that we could, wives could use during the games. but, um, no, it, it's been really cool just to, like I said, the experience is something that, you know, is obviously brought in with these guys and <clears throat> a lot of, a lot of success in the big leagues. So just watching these guys, you know, especially the pitchers, um, too, um, with Walker and Lugo and Stratton and Anderson and, and those guys, just being able to, you know, watch them and, you know, kind of see their process and, you know, how, they, how they've done it. You know, they've had a lot of years in the big leagues and they've had a lot of success. So some, you know, some guys that I could sit there and watch and, and learn from them, you know, obviously Will Smith, too. So really good guys and, you know, really good talent. And, you know, they bring up a lot of excitement to Kansas City.
2: Brady, probably no one better to ask than to just self-evaluate when you look back 2 years ago when you had like a great season statistically for the Royals and then last year where you had some struggles, what did you think the difference was in your pitching? Do you think some of it's bad luck, you know, like you could look at FIP or any of this other stuff or what did you see in the difference in your game between those two years?
1: Um, you know, we've obviously done a done a deep dive, you know, into it. I think just some of the pitches weren't as sharp and I think that kind of went down to the mechanics, so we had a good off season of, you know, evaluating the mechanics and learning some things, you know, some cues that can help me, um, you know, kind of get those, get those pitches back. And, you know, we were trying to, you know, I was obviously working with Sweeney and Bo a lot during the year and, you know, trying to design some new pitches um, during the year um, last year with the sweeper. And then I was on the four seam a little more. So um, a little bit of adjustment, trying to, trying to learn some new pitches during the year, but, you know, had a good off season to go in and, they obviously put together a you know a good idea of what i need to work on during the during the off season and we had an awesome off season we had a good amount of guys down there that could you know help me design some pitches and you know we had some big leaguers i was working with and you know obviously they had all kinds of different pitches with the sweeper and the four seamer and you know the, the change up there so bounce a lot of ideas off of off of guys and was able to just kind of you know design some pitches work on pitches that i'm you know not used to throwing so coming into spring training with a you know a few more pitches, um, you know that I'm that I'm able to use, and I've used them in some live BPs here, and I you know I really like them. But I think that I think the mechanics and you know a few more pitches is going to be a key.
4: You mentioned uh, some of the veteran presence in, in that clubhouse, and, and Lugo who pitched yesterday, and and obviously Michael Walker who's going to go a little bit later on on today. When you see this rotation now, what we perceive to be the rotation entering this upcoming season does it allow you and I don't know if you put too much pressure on yourself ever you can you can speak to that better than I can obviously but do you feel like you're not maybe in the position where you feel you got to go out there and be the guy as much now knowing what you guys have in this rotation
1: no I mean I, I don't think it takes you know any pressure off I think I think pressure's a good thing it's obviously you know what drives us to you know be better better pitchers you know each and every day but no, this this rotation's going to be really good it's really exciting obviously but you know those two guys experience and then you know we've watched Reagan's pitch and he's unbelievable I mean his outing the other day was incredible to watch I mean he's throwing 100 miles an hour and you know I think I think the thing that is really cool to watch is just everyone's watching each other everyone's trying to get better everyone's out there watching both and lives and games and you know we're just watching these guys and you know me and Reagan get to sit back and, and watch you know Lugo and Waka and you know all these other guys that are throwing. You know Marsh had an incredible game the other day. which, you know, looks awesome. I and, mean, You know, watching Lyles throw too in the bullpen. I mean, it's just fun to sit around and you know see all these guys you know work on their stuff. And you know we get to we get to sit back when we're not pitching and you know watch the watch the show.
2: From a I, I know that you haven't hit in a while. I guess we can ask you about that. And go back to the high school if you miss it or not. But from a Cole Reagan's perspective, a first spring training game, 101 miles an hour. And twenty inches of break, I think, is the statistic I saw. How impossible is that pitch to hit? Like, is is a human being capable? I guess.
1: I'm, I'm I'm sitting I'm sitting heater and I'm swinging on top of the ball. I'm going to swing <laughs> three foot of the ball and, and see what I'm yeah, touching. I can tell you that you know, especially when the curveball changeup comes. You know, it's been fun to you know, it's been fun to watch him. Um, you know, have have the success. He's he's worked his absolute butt off, and you know, he's he's sitting there learning. Um more and I feel like, you know, it's it's fun to watch a guy that, you know, really has everything as elite. Um, and watch somebody that's sitting there trying to get better and, you know, someone that throws a hundred miles an hour and um, you know, has the curveball and the changeup and cutter and all this all these pitches, you know, for him to sit there and, and try to continue to get better and better and better is is really cool to watch. Do
2: you because you don't get the N L rules anymore, do you try to scratch the itch of hitting? You were a position player in high school, so do you try to go like Stand in against Reagan's, or just, just be in a batter's box every once in a while.
1: No, if, if, if that gets anywhere near me and or hits me, I'm out for the year. So if, <laughs> <I'm> not... <laughs> all right,
4: Brady, appreciate the time, man. Uh, best of luck the rest of spring, and we'll see you back in KC here soon.
1: Yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate it.
4: Brady Singer here on 610 Sports Radio. Uh, a couple weeks into spring training, and uh, as he said, uh, it was a busy off season. You you were asking him some some of the the adjustments. Obviously to, to have a, a, like a kid lot. and uh, his pitching adjustments too. Yeah. Talking both. about ball both on the field and all, all away from the field.
2: Yeah. A lot. I mean, look, having a kid's got to I mean, the first six months too, like his kid's probably going to start crawling in like three weeks. At least he's sleeping through the night now. Also, we, I guess we could have asked, but like Brady had the whole WBC thing last year. Mm-hmm. So well, he, he two years he, ago, he had a great year for the Royals last year. He had a bad year for the Royals. Now, no WBC, maybe some more pitch shaping stuff and some more pitch action stuff. This offseason, there's a lot on the line for Brady this year. I think there's probably more we can discuss about it, especially as it comes to like, and we've talked about his change up in these four seamers and stuff, but he had a really important offseason for his career. There's no doubt. Thanks, and
4: thanks to Brady Singer for calling in the show from spring training. Again, they got a couple games today, split squad games later on this afternoon up next though it was a tough question that we both were discussing after the show yesterday when we were thinking about Patrick Mahomes and his playoff success we'll bring that to the air and the random question of the day right here on Cody and Gold
3: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. A
4: little after 1230 here in KC. It's Cody and Gold, Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Drew Nixon with you. Thanks again to Brady Singer for joining us on the show. And uh, also if you missed our conversation earlier today with the general manager of the Royals, JJ Piccolo, you will hear that again, coming up at one thirty. we asked him uh, if they were done with free agency for the season, given the fact that there's still a large number of players still out there, you'll hear his answer to that and uh, whether or not he was concerned on if Cole Reagan's uh, throwing 101 miles an hour is something to be worried about. So uh, if you missed that, uh, we'll have that back at one thirty today here on Cody and Gold. Random question of the day, about 10 minutes away from now, and there was something yesterday at one point during a uh, commercial break, you and I were talking about Mahomes and, and looking at his playoff numbers, and, and you brought up, like, what, which one do you think was the most impressive playoff performance? And we both, one, you threw out one game, and I threw out one, and next thing you know, we're listing off, like, three more. We're like, wait a second. We
2: kind of got through I, a list we're, a little we're bit, like, yeah. What?
4: And I'll ask you guys, nine one three five eight six seven six ten in the Playoff performances. I'm going to put the Super Bowls aside. We're just okay. So
2: just yeah. pre-Super Bowl, we put, can rank those yeah. separately. Put the for a minute.
4: four Super Bowls he's been in already. He's come,
2: he's come from behind in double-digit point totals in each of his three Super Bowl wins. So if we included those, I know they would be their own chapter of difficulty to sort through. So
4: one of the first ones that came to mind, honestly, was this year's AFC title game. I thought about it more because it gets the Baltimore Ravens going on the road, AFC title game, best defense in football, MVP of the league, MVP of the league and all that. And I was like, maybe that is that the answer? Or is that just fresh? Because the counter argument to that one is, well, This was the Chiefs' defense carrying him a little bit more, and Mahomes. You know the offense. It's not like they scored thirty-five postseason. He was. It's not like the offense scored thirty-five points. I I think that one was very impressive. I don't think, as I thought about it more, that the Ravens game is the most impressive though. But it's up there.
2: My answer is beating Cincinnati on one leg. I mean, he 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 had a high ankle sprain for Mm. more than half of the game, and beat a team who had beaten him in the playoffs the year before and played great. Even with that injury in the ride down there, look, I could make an argument for the Texans game because he was down twenty-four and still won the football game, and several others throughout the year, including the thirteen-second game. That's by the where way, I was headed for yeah. Buffalo, I think it's one leg. I think it's one mm. leg against Joe Burrow to go to the Super Bowl. That's my answer.
4: Yeah, I mean, look, that this this is why he's great because you can make a strong argument for a lot. I, I think my final answer probably is the thirteen-second game just because, I mean, he, and so Josh Allen was great too, but he was perfect, I mean, perfect, including could, his could not yeah. be stopped. And then with 13 seconds, we all know he drives them down the field to get into field goal range. Oh, and then in overtime, he walks it off with a touchdown pass to, to Travis Kelsey. So I think that's the answer. The most impressive playoff win, we're not talking Super Bowls, playoff win is the, the Bills' divisional round game. The, the Texans come back and the comebacks they throughout the entire half was, that's why in a weird way. So the, if you would have told me they came back from down 20 plus and it was in the fourth quarter on a, on a last second drive, sure. that might be my answer, but he made it. Maybe this is why it is impressive, it but he made it joke. so easy that by halftime, you know, we're back in the concourse at that game here, And every Chiefs fans like, Oh, we're, yeah, we feel good. Now you suddenly feel great about where the team was at.
2: Someone's pointing out the Patriots lost in the AFC title game. Look, he played great in that game. In the second half, the reason why he had to come from behind and make that thing overtime and close is, Bill Belichick had him kind of frazzled in the first half. He was nearly perfect in yeah. the second half of that Patriots game. There's no doubt, but that first half still has to factor in a little bit, and they lost the game. Look, I look. There's a lot of people who think it's the Texans one because well, they were down 24. It was a 40 point
4: swing essentially.
2: In like that was that's, 22 minutes it, of it, game time, dude. It was nuts. A 40
4: point swing divisional round or wild i guess was that the divisional round or wild card that was a divisional round right divisional yeah it was a divisional yeah. round game and to be down what he was and then so quickly end up winning by 20 i mean that's just that shouldn't happen i think my my ranking then if we're going to do this since we all know there's tons of candidates ranking would just be one the bills 13 second game that to me was the most impressive. 2 would be Texans and then 3 is is an argument between the Cincinnati game you brought up and I still think what he just did in the AFC title game this year. Maybe that's just too recent for me. Uh, it was such
2: a low scoring yeah. game but also he, you know, he controlled the action they didn't have to score. If if I put it up to the team gold, the Baltimore one is way higher. What's the most impressive yeah, Chiefs fair. playoff wins ever that don't include Super Bowls? The Baltimore game is is much higher on that list because as an individual standalone game, very impressive what they were able to do. The one that's tough on the 13-second one, and that's why, I'll, you know, that's, I'll hard t- to t- that's he was, he had to be and was perfect in the game. They dropped <laughs> yeah. 42 points. He scored yeah. with 13 seconds to go. He still scored the game-winning drive. In overtime, in order to get him the victory.
4: Yeah, I mean the most impressive just play during the the playoff run. As someone point out the Tennessee game. I mean it's an all time play. The, the all time
2: moment. It,
4: yeah, it, run up. He's he's not out of bounds yet. The call from Mitch Holtis. All of it. He almost fumbles at the half yard line. You know, and, and bobbles it a little bit as he goes in. That that's an all time moment. Is the entire game the most impressive win? I don't know. It's definitely top six of the what twenty playoff games he's been in or whatever it is. Yeah, and
2: he's won what fifteen now? Is that what the number? It's we're something at? like that. He's that includes first three Super Bowls. So twelve games. He, we're really breaking this down.
4: He's first in passing yards per game in the playoffs. Uh, high. He's fifth, I think, in highest yards per pass attempt in playoff history. He's uh, highest QB rating in playoff history already at this point. He's first in highest completion. Can I keep going? He's highest in playoff win percentage. He's he's uh, most career playoff wins, as you were just about to say. He's only behind Tom Brady now.
2: Yeah, he's tied for second all-time. Yeah, Look at the... Okay, so I went back and looked. I was like, what was the stat line? I don't want to just box score this. I feel Mm -hmm. like that kind of lessens the conversation to just strictly go box score. Because he actually threw two interceptions in that Cincinnati game. But again, he was doing it on one leg to the team who had beaten him the year before. (laughs) I got a lot of factors than other... than just straight perfection play. He had things working against him in that Cincinnati game. He didn't have working against him. He had Tyree Kill. He had all the... The normal stuff in the 13-second game. His final stat line in that game, 33 for 44, 378 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. He also had seven carries for 69 yards and a touchdown. He led the team in rushing and passing. And look, the stats are nuts because Josh Allen essentially exactly matched him. Josh Allen had 329 yards and four touchdowns and 11 carries and 68 yards. They were equally dominant. The back-and-forth nature of that game they needed every pass from Mahomes. I'm not, that would be second on my list. I think the Texans would be third. I'm not trying to diminish the Texans, but there's something about like, it just, it was, Um, this is like a really, we just got through the dunk contest. If you go back and watch some of the dunks from the dunk contest, every once in a while, you'll find one that was completely underappreciated at the time because it looked too easy. We never gave Dwight Howard enough credit for dunking on a like 12 or a 13 foot rim. Do you know how hard that is? He just made it look weirdly easy. So you're like, that didn't seem all that cool. You're like, you can't people can't do that. Humans are incapable of this yeah. action. That's kind of how like it feels at times And I'm like comparing the two. I still think I still think I would do the Cincy one. I don't know what it is. It might be because they'd lost a the Cincy the year before too. Is that
0: number one for you too, Drew? Uh, Cincinnati well, one. I was gonna say I
2: think the most impressive performance top to bottom is the 13
0: second game because if he's slightly off in, in any drive, you go all the way back, they, they lose the game. The, the one that maybe, the, I don't, I wouldn't even say most important, but I think the biggest run that maybe not necessarily saves the dynasty, but if they lose to Cincinnati again, I think the conversation is totally different around the Chiefs. Oh,
2: about and Mahomes. Well, so Holmes, that's Mahomes a, versus, in, in, in of, Yeah, I, I, that's
0: why I think, because, and there was, as a Bengals fan, in that moment, as soon as he ran and was shoved out of bounds, I, the, the game was over. I knew Harrison yeah, Bucker, I yeah. knew the game was over with, but to do it, as Cody said, on one leg, I think, I guess, put you into that MJ mode where I don't care if I'm sick, I don't care if I'm hurt, it doesn't matter, I'm going to win this game, and doing it was the most impressive moment, but I think the game beginning to end is the 13-second one.
4: Yeah, so like... So the last part you were saying, I agree with early, the, what it meant for the rivalry with Cincinnati, like that, that's a different conversation to me than like, what was his most impressive? What was yeah, the, yeah. what was a, you know, impactful and and, and maybe changed history more, which one changed, you know, out of all the games, which one changed history more? Yeah. You could argue the, the win against Cincinnati easily, you know, quote unquote changed history more. Um, but it, just based off of performance and the, the ankle injury and all that. Um,
2: it was really yeah. good. Game, and we're not even I, I including Super
4: And now if I were to ask you about the Super Bowls, though, in the four.
2: <sighs> okay. Uh, okay. Obviously so not it, the
4: loss of Tampa. <laughs>
2: Although he was doing some stuff in that game that was absolutely nuts. What
4: was the most impressive Super Bowl win, though?
2: Um, I think we just witnessed it. No, Philly. I think it was Philly. Because the ankle. Um, the ankle, and that was the that was the best team in the NFL too. Just like the 49ers, that was also the best team yeah. in the league, arguably, or least, you know, like they were the two best teams in the league, and that one's got a little bit of the thirteen second game. They needed Mahomes to be perfect offensively it, 42, in that game. I just, I guess, yeah, I he had to I, score every damn point in that game. The, they needed every single
4: one of them. The Eagles won just because of, I think, the ankle part of it. This last Super Bowl win, I know they didn't score a ton of points, but what, I, that I think was the most impressive when, I think this year. When you're considering the personnel that he had on offense, mm-hmm. and that the touchdowns were thrown to McCall Hardman,
2: yeah,
4: and. MVS. I mean,
2: last year, the touchdowns were from sky. Warren Kadarius, Tony.
4: Yeah. I think you could argue that. That offense, though, was still better last year.
2: I would go Eagles 1, this year's 49ers 2. First time, 49ers three. <laughs> okay, yeah. the first, the, the f- But that way again, this is why
4: that was also a fourth quarter comeback against the 49ers the first go around. And 10 points. Yeah. That
2: that one. And has the most iconic play in Jet Chip Wasp. And it might be recent. Like, you don't have to score
4: 38 points for it automatically be the most impressive. Like, if we're just. No, if if we're I straight, I know that's I, not what you were doing. I want to just box but, score. Because yeah. otherwise, we're like, well, he actually scored the most points in this game, so it was his most impressive one. That, it's not as simple
0: as that. I think I would say this year's one was the most impressive. But, but. The Niners won the first one is the second, and then I would go Eagles because of the, they were down, correct me if I'm
2: wrong, I think they were down 10 points with like six minutes, is that about six yeah. minutes left to go? That game and they completely won? changed. Gold and I were sitting next to each other in Miami, and it was like, yeah, six and a half, seven to go, and they were still down 10, and then by like the three minute mark, again, the game had yeah. firmly swung to the Chiefs. Yeah. That, to me, I think, that might even be
0: maybe even more impressive. I know you're going up against Jimmy G, Brock Purdy, of course, in the conversation, but I think both of those are the most impressive Super Bowl wins in terms of games from Mahomes. Because that
4: that first Super Bowl against the Niners, I mean, there was a strong argument that Damian Williams should have been the Super Bowl MVP,
2: not Mahomes. Uh That one's last for me.
4: Must it's nice to be able to rank four different ones? <laughs> That's kind of nice. Yeah.
2: Or second to last. Sorry, the Bucks one's last. Uh, yeah, that goes without. Even though he, I he might wasn't. have made it second to last if he actually completed that pass between that guy's eyes. That's you know? still
4: still one of those biggest bummers because otherwise I would love that photo framed. But I told you, you can't frame that photo up and put it in your man cave when People it was an, it. it was an incomplete pass and they got their ass kicked. I in think it.
2: I think that we can erase some of the sadness of those <laughs> things if he wins enough Super Bowls. If he wins into a Super Bowl and you just want him, like, laying horizontal, throwing a pass, frame it up. Okay. If you want to call him, if he wins enough Super Bowls and you want to bring back Grim Reaper, fine. But he's got to win enough so that we can forget that the end <laughs> of those seasons ended not with a ring. You get enough rings, and I don't really care that every season ended with a ring. They can still be cool moments. Random question. For you, Gold. For you, Drew. Tax line. Nine. Desmond. Me with this question today, my youngest son, um, out of nowhere, man. I mean, just out of nowhere, out of kindergarten. Desmond started showing, or your only preschool. son, yeah. He uh started showing some signs about interested in the other kids at school. So he asked me the other day, said, I said, you know, I always ask him when I pick him up, hey, uh, tell me one fun thing you did at school today. He's like, oh, I played, w- I played with William at recess. my cool? He's like, I was like, that's what he said. I was like, okay, cool, man. And then he said, and and I'll leave her name off of it. But he just said, he said, I don't know if I should tell her I love her. I was like, what?
1: <laughs> why
2: would you tell her that? He's like, well, I just I thought maybe I should say it. And I was like, S- why are you saying it? I'm so confused. He clearly has a crush on this girl. It's very obvious yeah. he has a crush on this girl he's mate. So the question I have for you today is, what's the first crush you remember having?
4: I feel like we've had this question before. I'll still, I'll, I'll still play along. Even though I think we've had a version okay. of this question. Because he, this at, is Desmond at some point. who
2: definitely brought this up. Um, because yeah, again, he's he he obviously has a crush on this girl, and so I don't even think he knows what it means. Of course not. Yeah, but yeah, he obviously funny, is. Yeah. Uh, and then he told his sister, he's like, you know, the other. I, I think the other girls are more beautiful. Say, don't say that to your sister. He's like, <laughs> oh, he's like, oh, I geez. like girls with no damn, glasses. Damn. He said, I like girls with no glasses. Oh, I was like, come on, dude, goodness. stop having preferences. Oh. You're five. Uh, it's five.
4: Uh, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think we have had. We can keep. I think we've had this, and I. Uh, like second or third grade. Second or third. Um, but I'm just trying. I'm just still laughing at your son's oh, that comment. Was,
2: that was his comment. I think what he was trying to say is, "You're my sister, <laughs> like other girls." Probably understandable. Probably, yeah. He didn't put it the best way. Admittedly. Oh and then my he, goodness. And then stated oppressments for girls with no glasses. Obviously, my daughter wears glasses.
4: So. Uh, someone says your kid going on Love Island soon. Kid version Love Island.
2: Um. Kid version. <laughs>
4: Someone says first crush slash girlfriend, air quotes, was first grade. Some, mm. Still keep in touch with her. They just get out. coffee? You still keep in touch with her? Is she your wife now? I and mean, you still keep in touch
2: with her? Mine was named Heather. Uh, uh, it was like second grade the first time I remember having one. And we just like hung out a lot. There was nothing else more to it than we spent a lot of time in the neighborhood together hanging out. And then she moved away and I was I was like, oh, yeah. Did you keep in touch with her? I no idea <laughs> anything about her life at all. Her name was Heather Deffenbaugh. If you want her first and last name. No idea what she's doing.
4: See, you could have, you could have. Sounds no. like she was for the the Deffenbaugh <laughs> no. fortune. You could have made a lot of. Dude, you you could have in married Grace into that. Moore,
2: there's no way she was a part of the no. Deffenbaugh fortune. Last name? It's maybe a distant nice. cousin. That's maybe a, a nice. di-
4: maybe a distant cousin of the Deffenbaugh family.
2: I don't know what she's doing in life. I just know that we spent a lot of time hanging out. That's the first. I don't crush think Deffenbaugh
4: exists. Right? They got bought out by waste was, management I was, or something.
2: A <laughs> not not just first crush. Who is your uh, Who is your big middle school crush? That's a tough time to have a crush. You know. Because for sure, mine was a girl named Ashley. She was way out of my league during that time, and probably I don't know, maybe now. Who knows? That that one stands out as being like a, yeah, like an early, like a sixth grade
4: middle school one. Drew, what was your first answer? Sorry,
0: uh, first one was in I would say second grade. I think is when, uh her, her name was Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Yep, Ooh.
2: Aaliyah okay. Pryor. You still hang out? Like, uh, no, we the text, do not. Line?
4: text line. That's my wife tap. <laughs> no, it's How not. dare you?
2: How dare you? Any chance it's the same person? There's an author by the name Heather Deffenbo. Any chance? What's the book? It's not like ministry. My first crush. From ashes to beauty. My Sounds first funny. crush.
4: It's all about you. Actually, she really She, wrote, looks, she looks wrote too young. about. Can't
2: she be wrote my. About. Can't be my Heather Deffenbo, I don't think. Your. <laughs> Your Heather. De- <laughs> Your <Heather> De- <laughs> <laughs> There is somebody Careful. listening that obviously know, <laughs> there is somebody there is
4: somebody listening that obviously knows her and that's why this is someone says does Topanga Kelly Kapowski or the Pink Ranger uh, count? We've had that as a random question as well. Celebrity crushes and oh things yeah, like that. the we've early done, crushes and done, every single done, person
2: is the same. It's always well, just the, Topanga Kelly age, Kapowski Pink age,
4: Ranger. Yeah, this age range of the They're answer is the same. Yeah, it they covers pretty much all, listed
2: the three. For, yeah. Mine was Alex Mack yeah. from Nickelodeon. Yeah. Who's uh, Larissa Olanik? She would have been high on the, the yeah, celebrity pain crush guy list. The Boys Meets
0: World is obviously.
2: Drew, you're a little bit younger than us. Yeah, did you the, watch is Boy, is Boy Meets the...
0: World? Do you even know? Did you ever watch that? Uh, I know what it is, but I did not watch it.
2: What were the common celebrity female crushes for kids of your age? Oh, that's.
0: Come on, because like the first I, thing I, you got to listen that's here. Difficult, absolutely. I think. Really? Let's yes. see. You're, how old are you?
4: I mean, I'm gonna pull up a show, a TV show. I'm Twenty-eight. So, if you so, would have been on in someone
0: like, like twelve, probably. Show, TV shows would have been, I guess, uh, Selena Gomez is probably one. Okay. Uh, yeah. Miley Cyrus might have been one. Um, from God, the, we are such fr- different ages. From, from the Hannah Montana oh, stuff. it never um, feels more that way now. The Vanessa Hudgens from uh, High School
2: Musical. All oh, the Disney, the Disney channel yes, stars, the
0: Disney stuff, the Wizards of Waverly Place, and all that, all the <laughs> other shows.
2: Anybody who would have been in yeah, yeah okay. this, anybody this, who would have been in a my, Disney
0: original. That 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 is my uh I guess age range in terms of
2: it was, it was yeah, it was all about the Disney shows. Okay. I'm just asking. I didn't know, you know. Just looking for the difference, that's all.
0: I, I, I will say this, uh to I don't know any of those three people. <laughs> Topanga, Kelly Kapowski, <sighs> or Pink Ranger. I'm sorry. Pink. Okay, so, Peace so, Ranger. Yeah. First off, is a not, Power Ranger. Or, I, I figured. I, I, but, yeah, that was so. Kapow- well, I, I do not mean, know who so, Kelly Kapowski is.
2: I did make a Save the Bell, Save by the Bell reference on this show last week, and it went over everyone's yep. head. So obviously, no. nope. I didn't expect him to know. Hillary
0: that, Duff but. is another one. I think that was mentioned by the text line that I think my age range would have fit. Um, that
4: was Lizzie McGuire on at the time of. Uh, uh, you, I, I,
2: I didn't watch it, but yeah. I, I think I think so. That would have so, been. Yeah. They could be like. It could be, like, dated a little bit and then come back up. You know, I don't think that that's out of the question. Someone else.
4: Heather's husband's waiting for Cody at 201 today in the parking
2: lot. <laughs> See
4: that car parked next to the building? That's uh, Cody's car. Yep. She uh-huh. moved
2: away from town. I don't think she moved in town. I think she, like, moved out of town. <laughs> you know what, honest to God, that's me relying on my second-grade memory. There's just no way I know that for sure. She could very well live in town. Who
4: knows? I mean, oh, the person earlier on the text line said that the first, first crush girlfriend they keep in touch, he said that
0: they're a, they're family friends now. I will I think that of the I guess for me, um, the people who I had crushes on I think like we were friends while in high school, but it never was like the it never was to that extent, but it was you were always around I don't know how the school systems work, but a lot of people who I went to school with in first, second and third grade are the same people I was going to high school with uh, as well. Some.
2: There was definitely some crossover at the text line. Lindsay geez.
0: Lohan uh, text, line, text <laughs> popped up. That's another
2: Someone one, I says think.
4: They're Drew's age. They very, were very much into Lindsay Lohan at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: I feel like that one it's covers fair. a wider range. That one might extend your direction. Yeah,
4: absolutely. Cool.
2: Yeah. There's a few that, that you know, and on both ends. You guys are, the separation of age between you and Drew is about the same between me and you, right? Correct. I'm 30, you're like kind of in I, between I, the two
4: I'm, of us. Yeah, I just, I'm 33. Drew, you're 27? Eight. Eight. There you go. Five years, Cody's just old.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we will be forty this year. Text line pointing out no glasses. Young lady wants to date Desmond, She better go to Dury. Vision. That's right. <laughs> there you go. I'll add, that. I'll add
4: that in my next commercial uh, for Dury Vision as well. Already you know?
2: stating preferences mm-hmm. for glasses or no glasses. Man, look, it was a. I'll be honest. He has never. He he's in a class with only because there's two classes. His class only has boys in it. And I don't know if it worked out that way on purpose because the other one has boys and girls, but like his only has boys. He has never, like, as a matter of fact, he's like the normal five-year-old boy, even though not encouraged to just be like, no girl stuff. I, you know, and he only plays with boys. And all of a sudden, just one day out of nowhere, he was like, I don't know if I should tell her I love her. I'm like, excuse me. (laughs) What advice, what,
4: what advice did you give him?
2: I said, don't say that to people who don't want to hear it. And he said, he's like, well, I thought about saying, but then she walked away. I was like, maybe just, let it go. You know, just hang out with your friend. Live your, live your preschool uh, life. I wish we had
4: audio of this. Oh,
0: my gosh. It <laughs> would be incredible.
2: I awesome. wish
0: we had. Can you imagine if we had audio of this interaction? It would have been yeah. so good. Somebody else in the text line is more. This is more my age. Megan Fox, well, De- yeah, d- David, definitely. Megan, I mean, yeah. if it it's our age range together, collectively, there was, I think. I think
4: I'm I think that, surprised David there, Watson
2: wasn't mentioned. The text may, I mentioned. There's certain. There's certain
4: individuals so Megan Fox would qualify in this. Where whether you were there, there's a there's a 15 plus. Compl- range. Yeah, there, 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 it doesn't Correct. matter. Um, there you go. That's the mm-hmm. random question of the day up next we get to the one o'clock hour here on cody and gold it's never too early to look at college football next year for the three local schools and one change that is unlikely to happen in the nfl
3: we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof